0: Hey there, Russia's now firing on cargo ships in the Black Sea, leading to fears about a global food supply crisis. So what happens next? I'm Aaron Young, let's find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. So, a deal brokered last month to ensure Ukrainian grain would still be able to be exported was seen as a great next step to ensuring security in the region. But now, a Russian warship has fired warning shots at a cargo ship in the Black Sea, an important shipping lane, in order to stop the vessel to search it. The search was completed without any injuries, but it has drawn severe international criticism, with the Ukrainian official calling it an act of piracy. Elsewhere in Russia, it seems as though the Kremlin may no longer be financially supporting the mercenary group Wagner. To discuss this and a whole lot more, let's bring in Bruce Wilson from RMIT. Great to have you with us. Let's talk about first about grain and the Black Sea and Russia's actions there. What's the significance of this?
1: I think uh, it, it remains to be seen. It's clearly a, an example of escalation further around the use of the Black Sea. Uh, to be to be qualified, one of your comments, the the deal about. Uh, the free movement of ships to export grain from both Ukraine and Russia has certainly stumbled. It's it's not uh, uh, as clear as it had initially been hoped, but Ukraine has been working very hard over the last few weeks to consolidate uh, a sea route for ships to get to its port of, of Ismail. Um, the uh, uh, attack, perhaps we should put it a bit more carefully, the warning shot fired on the, the uh, Palau ship on Sunday Uh, certainly disrupts that uh, intention of the Ukrainian government.
0: Now, Russia says that any ship that is heading towards Ukraine through the Black Sea, it will view as a ship most likely carrying weapons. That makes it pretty hard to be able to get ships back to Ukraine to pick up grain to feed the rest of the world, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And of course, uh, Russia as well is a major food supplier. So to have this uh, threat to Free supply of food from both countries to the rest of the world it's very difficult.
0: So we've heard from Ukraine that they say that really the ship was just a cargo ship; that its job was for for grain as well. Russia not buying into it. There has been so much pressure by the international community on Russia, including from some of its allies, to make sure that grain gets in and out of Ukraine because Ukraine is one of the top producers of grain in the world, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and so the, Russia
0: doesn't seem to care. I guess is my point.
1: Uh, it's not that it cares; it doesn't care. I think it's more a, a uh, an example of the continuing escalation, perhaps the desperation that the the Russians face in in uh, given the Ukrainian counteroffensive. Mm. <laughs> the counteroffensive is not as quick as as Ukraine had hoped, but it's methodical and carefully picking its way through the, the Russian uh, defences, and so. Uh, With that happening on land, the the question of supplies and trying to really uh, isolate Ukraine as much as possible is is clearly a continuing key priority for the the Russian forces. And no
0: doubt Russia as well are feeling pretty uh, uh, angry, no doubt, because of the number of drone strikes we have seen on ships, Russian ships in the Black Sea in recent weeks as well.
1: Yes, certainly uh, the, the, the sea has become a very serious part of the overall battle. I think what complicates the, the focus on the sea is that uh, other other countries are clearly implicated. And whilst uh, the, the ship that was attacked on Sunday was, was travelling under a Palau flag, the early sources indicate that it's actually a Turkish ship uh, being operated by a Turkey company. And then, of course, uh, that brings it much closer to, to home. Turkey has had uh, aspirations at one time or another to act as a, a, a bit of a peace mediator between Ukraine and and Russia. But if one of its own ships is now uh, under threat, uh, you you have to think about what's going to be the role that Turkey might play as this uh, conflict continues to work towards its end game.
0: Yeah, Bruce, that is a fantastic point because we've heard from the Turkish defense ministry saying that this was a ship that was actually not heading to Ukraine, but heading to Romania through the Black Sea as well and wasn't expecting for this to happen. And they're now investigating, too. Given that President Erdogan of Turkey spends so much of his time playing off, it feels like, the West against uh, Vladimir Putin to see who he can get the best deal from. Surely the loudest call through all of this is Erdogan to Putin's people saying, leave us alone, keep us out of this. What do you think?
1: That's what you'd expect. And uh, uh, if the Russians don't uh, respect the integrity of Turkish activities, you do you do wonder where it's uh, going, going to lead as far as Turkey's position on the war uh, stands. Uh, but the Black Sea does not belong just to Ukraine and Russia. And, and uh, as we can see. A number of other countries uh, are also uh, relying on the sea as a key point of access.
0: Well, yeah, you've got to pass through, of course, the Bosporus to be able to get access, and that will make life rather challenging. Um, Talk to us about the implications for trade, though, through the region, because so many of us are paying extra for our petrol prices thanks to the war in Ukraine. Then we have a look at grain as an issue as well and trade. And if it becomes to the point that the cost of food increases as well, that will really have an impact on the West and no doubt even more pressure on Western leaders about their support for the war in Ukraine and the longevity of it too?
1: Well, I think already there's no question about the impact of the war on both energy and food supply globally. Uh, all parts of the world are, are suffering from the impact that this has had already. And, and as the war continues to uh, um, work, I, I hope, towards uh, some sort of an end game, mm. uh, this pressure on both energy and, and food uh, can only increase. And and it's not, as I say, it's not just the Ukrainians and the Russians themselves, uh, significant suppliers of of, uh, food in particular that are affected. It's all countries everywhere that that, uh, suffer from the, the impact of the crisis. Yeah,
0: very much so. Now, Bruce, also, we mentioned in the beginning there about the Kremlin may be looking to end their support for the Wagner Group. This coming from the British Defence Ministry. Not sure what they would know, but they seem to be on the money. Why would the Kremlin be looking to end their support at a time where you look at the situation in Niger, where the coup leaders apparently have headed across the border to make contact with the Wagner Group to get their assistance in staying in power in Niger? It feels like uh, the Wagner Group has had so much importance, came to promise, over the past month, of course, when Evgeny Prigozhin apparently was about to lead this coup into Moscow. Is this a sign of retaliation for that?
1: Well, I, I would have thought, look, let's, let's take it one step at a time. The, the Ukraine, UK defence um, uh, post to social media was cautious. It certainly didn't uh, assert that this had happened. It merely raised it as a probability. But I don't think you'd have to be blind Freddy to, to think that, of course, Putin would be reconsidering the funding that he provides the Bugner Group, given the, the internal politics of Russia. Uh, there's some suggestions now uh, uh, Belarus that, that is going to fund the Bugner Group, but you would not have thought that their resources would uh, stretch to providing a, a great deal of support. So uh, does this reflect some continuing concern by Putin about his own position at home? Yes, it does. Uh, is it is it uh, real? Uh, unfortunately, we have no confirmation. So at this stage, we simply have to uh, uh, look to hear further news as it becomes available. Uh, as you point out, the, the Wagner Group uh, uh, influence extends well beyond uh, uh, Europe and, and Russia itself, and and so the uh, uh, the longer term uh, consequences and capability of, of their role as a as a global paramilitary force. Uh, it, It will be interesting to see how this unfolds over the next year or so.
0: We keep hearing this talk of some sort of peace deal that Russia might be interested in, at least negotiating to end the war in Ukraine. When you look at the situation, the people, the personalities, the risk involved as well, how long do you could you envisage the Ukraine war carries on for? It feels like it will go on for a long time. What do you think?
1: uh look uh, i can't see any uh imminent end to the war myself um the pressure on all sides to find some sort of resolution uh is very strong but right. but both ukraine and russia seem seem very determined to take this uh right to the end and and uh, uh it's hard to see what the basis of a a, uh, uh, a deal would look like at the present time at one one stage it was considered that Possibly some Ukrainian uh, territory could be ceded to the Russians in return for an end to the war. I see absolutely no uh, prospect of that occurring from the Ukrainian side at the present time, and and it's impossible to see Russia uh, conceding until they uh, are well and truly uh, pushed out of the Ukraine. All right, we'll leave it there for now.
0: Uh, Bruce Wilson, RMIT, thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much.
0: And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co. See you soon.